everybody. Welcome back to yet another New Year's edition episode of Doable Discipleship. Uh, my name is Jason Wheeland. My name is Brandon Robinson. Brandon! Hey, hey you're here! I, I am here. You're here. We announced you as the Christmas present on last week's episode, the Eagle has saying that you would be hopping on and joining the podcast, so welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, so we should, of course, note this is Doable Discipleship, which, which is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we like to call it... The show that helps you grow. Ah, there, look there, at it. I'm learning. Look at it. It's already happening. Yeah. Things are happening here. Um, friends, uh, this episode is is releasing on New Year's Eve on the 31st. We are actually recording this early because, um, well, because we're going to be at Christmas services and, and the office is closed the week after Christmas. So we uh, are recording this early. And I'm going to be honest with you starting out today. I'm a little bummed. I, I'm mm. entering into this a little bummed. Uh, because I just read some reviews for the new Star Wars movie that's coming out <laughs> at, at this weekend, and they're not so great. And um, so I just I, I I just want you to all know I'm carrying that right carrying now that grief. into it. I don't know anything. I haven't read any spoilers, but the reviews haven't been great. So I know I will make up my own mind when I see it on Friday. But I'm still, you know, it just brought me down a peg this morning. <laughs> just brought me down a peg. Well, the show is going to bring you up. That's right. You know, Brandon, thank you for the there for the go. optimism. Yeah. Thank you for pointing me forward. The show <laughs> onward. is is definitely onward. Jason. <laughs> onward. <laughs> the show is definitely going to pump me up. Um so um it's it, you're listening to this probably either the 31st or maybe even January 1, January 2. It's the new year. Mm-hmm. It's it, it is the new year. And with that often comes this kind of New Year mentality. We get this, um, you know, sense of uh, of what goals do I want to yeah. set or what changes do I need to make. It's kind of this New Year, New You mentality that oftentimes we take. You may be making some resolutions. You may be, you know, t- taking a moment to reflect and think of some things that you might want to be changing in your life. So we kind of wanted to take a few weeks here as we get into this New Year. To talk about this idea of fresh starts, yeah, we thought, hey, why not take a fresh start to the new year? Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, and talk about this idea of fresh starts, right? Yeah. As we were talking before we started recording, uh, you said that you like to make goals. I do. This is actually my favorite part of the year. Yeah, that's it's, so cool. Everything's out in front of you. It feels exciting. Writing down, reflecting on the past year, writing down goals, setting goals vision for what the next year could look like. It's an exciting time for me. I love it. That's cool. That's awesome. And um, so Brandon's excitement is going to just overflow (laughs) through these episodes as we talk about um, some different ways that you may need or want to make fresh starts in your life. Um, Now, I figured... You know, it's probably a best the best way to start this type of conversation is to talk about kind of what the Bible says about fresh starts. Now, there are so 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 many stories yeah. or examples of this idea of fresh starts. Um, if you read the Bible from cover to cover, or or just look at it, at, at church history, you can see pretty much. Like it's a it's a story of fresh starts. Yeah, pretty much wherever you go in the Bible, you're going to find 
these redemption stories throughout. Exactly. They're everywhere. You it's, can't miss them. Yeah, it's quite yeah. literally like the theme of the Bible is <laughs> is this redemption you have story. Is God redeeming them. us? But yeah. but like I remember when I took um a church history class and and you're just reading about about the church and as it's come through like you just see even today we still get these fresh starts is just such mm-hmm. a big story of this of this example of the church just rising and falling or to go back through the old testament and look at Israel and just how how they're following God doing great and then oh wait no we don't want God, we want kings oh mm. great no but now we're back and re- oh it's just yeah, literally it's just this constant cycle of fresh starts and really there's a whole ton of different types of fresh starts too that that different people in the Bible experience and many of them may be similar to the fresh starts that you um, may be desiring or even just needing mm. in your life so uh, let's start um, by just taking a look at some examples of fresh starts we see in the Bible um, the first one I wanted to hit on is is Moses. Now, the story of Moses is is very well known. You probably know it, but let's just hit some of these highlight points and just talk about um, the fresh start that Moses got. Right. So Moses, if you know the story of baby Moses, you know if you've seen the movie, or if you've seen the movie The Prince of Egypt or the Ten Commandments. I don't remember when the movie The Ten Commandments starts, but basically he's you know. He's Hebrew baby adopted by Egyptians, adopted by literally Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy story how he gets there. Oh, it's a it's a crazy story. Go back down in, a river. She finds him exactly hanging in the reeds. Um, get uh, Moses's sister is watching. Yeah, and says, "Oh, I know somebody who can help you take care of your baby of the baby." And it's Moses's mom. It's a, it's a whole great story. But essentially, what it gets to is Moses is raised as the prince of Egypt. Like he is, he is the son of the Pharaoh, if you will, and mm-hmm. he is he is rising up, you know, the ranks of Egyptian power. Uh, well, one day he saw an Egyptian who was har- who who was harassing a Hebrew, and he, and he kills the guy, right? And then what ends up happening is he flees. He's like, oh no, they know what you know what I did. Yeah, um, this is gonna haunt me. Pharaoh's not going to be happy. Goes into the desert, to the uh, to the desert, and so he gets out of town, out of Dodge, and he and he goes to Midian, and he becomes a shepherd there, and so he spends years and years and years now just being a being a shepherd. Uh, so he goes from literally the top of the top, you know, from royalty, yeah, to being the low of the low shepherds, yeah, at the time, um, and. It's at and Moses just. I'm sure he just thinks, man, this is just it. I'm just, I'm just going to be a shepherd. This is my life. You know, nothing's happening. Just kind of is what it is. He was a guy that was in need of fresh start, of fresh vision for his life. And of course, then I wonder what he was yeah. thinking in those moments, like head to pillow at night. He was in a palace. Now he's out in a field somewhere yeah. in the desert. I wonder if he's thinking, if I could just reboot my life somehow. Yeah, if I could just kind of even get closer. I just need one back little to, thing. He's probably not thinking back to Egypt. Oh, I'm but, sure not. I mean, something other than being a shepherd out in the field. I wonder what his vision for himself looked like. What what he thought a fresh start would look like. Yeah. And then we see God has a radically different idea for a fresh start. Yeah. 
No, I totally. I also wonder what Egyptian pillows look or, or, or what <laughs> pillows look like. Is it probably? Were, I don't know if they used Egyptian cotton at the time. Egyptian uh, silk, whatever. It's yeah, called. who knows? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. High I mean, count. the last thing he would have ever assumed was that he would come across a a burning bush mm-hmm. out in the middle of of the desert there, and of course he goes up and he checks it out. And he hears Moses, Moses, right? And of course, and and Moses responds, here I am, right? Moses, and I just love that response. That response to me is so important. It's so vital to Moses' story. And it's vital for us as as we look at kind of these opportunities for fresh starts of saying, here I am. Who knows what God is going to do in your life. Who knows what the mm-hmm. fresh start is going is going to look like. But Moses was obedient. He was he was observant. He was expectant. And when he heard the call, he didn't know what it was. He didn't know what yeah. was going on. But he said, Here I am. Like he opened him he That's made good. himself available. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just love this as kind of a, a first look at at fresh starts. And then of course Moses' story, you know, he goes on, leads Israel out of uh, out of Egyptian slavery, yeah. you, you know, across the Red Sea, across the wilderness, and takes them up to the Promised Land, um, brings down the Ten Commandments, all that, th- you know, all that stuff is because of this fresh start. It's literally the result of God giving him this fresh start. And the cool thing is God initiated that fresh start. Yeah. He's out of the game. He's out of the picture, and God comes to him. Totally. I, I I love that. That's great. Yeah. We have Matthew. Yeah. Right. So Jesus, fast forward a little bit in the story. Jesus is on the scene, God in flesh, God with us, and he's walking and he's starting his public ministry and he's looking, okay, who's gonna be my disciples? Who are gonna who's gonna follow me? And he sees Levi, also known as Matthew, uh, at his tax collector's booth. Now, he's a very unlikely character for this fresh start. You know, Jesus yeah, oh, yeah. the redemption of the world and then there's Matthew, who's a tax collector. So at the time, there's the Jewish people, they're under like Roman occupation or oppression. Mm-hmm. So there's there's not good feelings between the two people. Groups. Oh, no. They do no. not enjoy each other. They company. do not like each other. <laughs> it's Rome has total power and then it's us. Yeah. And we're losing the yep. scoreboard. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Matthew there who's on who's who's Jewish, but he's on the other team. Yeah, He's working with the Roman government and he's extorting his own people. He's a very unlikely character in the story. And Jesus goes, okay, you're my guy. Yeah. Like it's, get up from this tactical booth. Yeah. Follow me and be my disciple. Uh, and he does it. Yeah. He does it. And it's, you would think, so here's this kind of upstart rabbi that's traveling through, through the country. And maybe Matthew knows a little bit about him. Maybe he's heard his name, probably doesn't know much about him. He's got a cushy job. People don't like him, but he's making money. Things are going well for him. He's extorting his own people. Um, Has the protection, I assume, of Rome. And then there's this kind of upstart rabbi, obscure, that he doesn't know much about. And then he just follows him. Fresh start. Yeah. And I I just love how when you really paint the picture of Matthew's story, mm-hmm. it's this picture of this guy who is a complete outcast from his society. Yeah. Right? The Jews no longer want anything to do with him because he's become a tax collector. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, 
working for Rome, as as you said, and 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 is fleecing people yeah. in order to make money for himself too. And then the Romans don't want anything to do with him really because he's a Jew. Yeah. And so they will let him do their tax collection stuff and take the money, you know, and, and whatever. But but they don't but think of him as one of dinner. their own. So he's literally isolated. He's literally has has nobody, yeah. has nothing. And talk about. I mean, I mean, I have no doubt. I actually love the way that the that the Son of God movie was it Son of God movie or was it the Bible series? Not sure. One of those. Um, um, acts out this this story. I, 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 it, it was one of my favorite um, examples of how they took one of these stories and brought them to life um, because, because Matthew just looks pitiful. Like he mm. just look and, and because he's just, you can see the wear and tear on him from not just having the community. Wear, yeah. From just being resigned mm. to this a good word for existence it. Yeah. when it wasn't actually living, it was just kind of being. Yeah. And Jesus just calls him out of that, yeah. and he says, "Come and follow me." Like he literally, that he literally says, "Come and have community. Mm. Come and be known. Mm. Come and be loved." And I just, I think Matthew's story has always been so powerful to me. And it's in this verse that you get, you know, Jesus saying, "Healthy people don't need a doctor; sick people do." I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. And that's just such a great example of the offering of fresh start that Jesus did. Is he's he's wanting, he's calling it. He's come to heal the sick. He's come to uh, he, uh, call sinners to yeah, him. Totally to say, have a fresh start. Um, that's just so good. Um, I, we've talked about the parable of the prodigal son before. We talked about this this in our parable series we did um, earlier in 2019. Um, but it's just it's another great example of of a fresh start too. Um, just do a quick recap <laughs> of the parable. You have the son who takes his inheritance from his father before his father died, which is super rude. Um, goes and just flees and just lives, you know, life spending all that money. Um, realizes oh no i have no money like i've literally I'm running out I, i'm i am i am i got nothing anymore um is it is working with pigs and all this which is super like unkosher and yeah. not good um and then he's like wow like even the servants my dad has back at home are treated better than i am i'm just gonna go back and ask to be a servant in my dad's house and goes back, is going to make this whole thing, I want to be a servant, and dad says, no, 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 my son has returned, and just welcomes him back, full full embrace of sonhood, full embrace of, of that. And yeah. to me, it's, it's, it's just, it's another great example of a guy who was, at, who was just down and out, had nothing, had, in almost any other situation, would have completely ruined his relationships, not only with his family, but with his community that he was from. Right, right. And in their mind, or wouldn't have deserved... Totally. Um, ...to be brought back. He deserved to be with pigs. Like, like that's because of what he did. Like, like he had got what he deserved. Yeah, it's like when you're watching a show or yeah. a movie, and the director, producer, whoever is doing a great job just making you hate somebody. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't like that guy, or oh, I don't like her. She's the worst. And 
that's what Jesus is doing with the story. He's building this prodigal son up to be the, the audience hearing it. Yeah. They're getting like riled up. They're on his side. Like, yeah, this is terrible. It's the worst. You don't steal an inheritance from your totally. family. And then he's with pigs, which is unkosher for Jewish people. And then there's this bomb that he drops and we see what yeah. God is like. We see what the father's like, mm-hmm. who's ready and willing and goes out of his way to give a fresh start. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just such a beautiful example of what a fresh start can look like mm-hmm. and that God wants us to have these fresh starts in our life. You know, one thing that we are, one of the values at Saddleback is that we are a second chance grace place or second mm-hmm. chance place of grace. And um, that could, because that's just, it's, it's such an important value to God to give people these second chances, yeah. to give people these fresh starts. We can always turn back to God, mm-hmm. always turn to God. And this story is just a great example of that. And of course, there's the other son who, uh, at the end of the of the, of the story, needs a fresh start. Needs, yeah. And yeah. who knows what would have happened <laughs> if know what Jesus had continued the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we also have healings, right? So we have Jesus um, literally healing, like physically healing blind people who were blind, now they can actually see or lepers who are outcasts of society. They actually have to live outside of the city in like little camps with, with each other because it's highly contagious. They can't be with the other people. They're unclean. Um, and we see Jesus moving towards them. We see Jesus moving towards the uncleanliness, the lepers and cleansing them. Yeah. Um, so you have people who are once untouchable. Then you have Jesus moving towards them, healing them. And now not this, that they can have contact, but they can re-enter into society. Mm-hmm. That's literally a second chance. They can come back in and be a part of, they can come back to the temple uh, and worship with the rest of their countrymen. Yeah. Um, or you have paralytics who, who can't move. Uh, and then you have Jesus coming and healing them. Again, freedom of movement. So this, kind of in the same way as a leper, it's not just the physical benefit, but it's also the spiritual benefit of now that they can come and be in the temple. They can come and be, have community, be around. Um, they can work. Yeah. There's a freedom of movement for them. So these fresh starts we're seeing that even if they're starting physically, there's a lot of other components to it. There's a spiritual component to it as well. There's emotional, there's a relational component. There's a vocational component. It's not just a physical fresh start and everything else that we see God like, uh, having a, a whole integration process where he's healing one specific part, but we see that it's actually the total person, the whole life. Yeah, it's so much more. Yeah, each yeah each each fresh start impacted impacted the whole person, as you said, impacted the whole life. Yeah, and that's what that's what I love in seeing in seeing specifically about these healings. Like they're just they're just great examples of of this. And I love that there's so many examples yeah. of Jesus healing people. There are people who are literally reaching out to touch the robes of Jesus because they know that he has the power to heal them, mm-hmm. you know? And so and it, Jesus doesn't he, withhold it from him and he does not withhold it. And he has the power to give, you know, to give these fresh starts. I just think when you're reading about these people that are so desperate for healing, it's just, it's such a it's it's a great indicator that we can be in a place where we are desperate for a fresh start. Mm-hmm. We can be desperate for something to change in our life. That something has just become such, um, such uh, 
a burden or whatever that we could say, Lord, I need a fresh start in this. Yeah. And that God is faithful and he will work with you to make these fresh starts happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. I think perhaps the if you're looking at, at, at people in the Bible, probably no one had a bigger fresh start than, than Saul, who became Paul, right? Yeah. Like, so, so you literally have, have this guy named Saul who um, hated Jesus' followers, hated, hated them. Him. Like, he, it, it, it says in Scripture, he was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. Yeah, he's commissioning that's, that's their intense. death. That's intense. That, that is literally... <laughs> that's a good, in, yeah. That's, that's intense. intense. Yeah. So he had a hatred. That's deep. That's deep in there. Exactly. That is ingrained. And what we see happen is that Jesus appears to Saul on the road to Damascus, and, he's, and, he's, and he, he's, he says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And at that moment, Saul was struck blind. <laughs> like, like, so literally, Saul sees this vision of Jesus appearing to him on the road, and, and, then, is, and, and then is blind. And all he knows is, okay, this guy, Jesus, who I have been so against, um, appeared to me and says, I need to go to, into the city of Damascus, and I will be told what I must do. Like, that sounds like the vaguest marching orders. <laughs> uh, but this is what happened. So Saul was struck blind. He, he was walking at this time with a few other people. And they're like, dude, what happened? You're blind. Like, how? what? what is going on? And he just says, uh, you got to bring me in, into the city. So they bring him in into the city. And God, at the same time, was speaking to a guy in Damascus named Ananias. And he was telling him, to find this guy named Saul. Now, of course, Ananias had heard of Saul. Right. And he was like, whoa, no, like, He's I don't... to stay away from I, I don't want to deal with this. Like, like it's literally asking somebody f- from the rebellion, hey, go find Darth Vader. He's coming in. <laughs> um, he's going to be blind. And I want you to work with... It's like, wait, no, 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 no. No, he's going to kill me. Yeah, this is not a good idea. He he says in scripture, he says, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. So Ananias is literally saying, You got this wrong. You got um but God responds, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message and to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. It's literally, it's literally, God is literally telling Ananias, uh, I'm doing a fresh start mm-hmm. in Saul's life. Yeah. And I need you to be a part of this. Like, I, I, I and I, I just, I just, I, I love that verse. Yeah. And then, and yeah, go ahead. The, no, but the cool thing about that is, I think, when we when we think when we hear stories like this, um, it's easy to you know just focus on who who it is. Yeah. So in this case, Saul, or who's then becomes Paul. Yeah. Like God like renames him, but it's good to not lose sight of God in this. Yeah. Like that God Jesus is is the major character, mm-hmm. and the, when we see these stories of rebirth or renewal or or restoration, it's kind of cheesy, but. 
thinking of re- restoration as like restoring. Sure. God is literally restoring us. We see this with Saul who's changes his name, renames him and he's Paul. Um, and his origin story isn't thrown away. Yeah. Like he's this young, he's this upstart, he's zealous. Um, the people know him. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got some, some power, some clout behind his name uh, in Jerusalem and with the Jewish people. But, and God doesn't just totally throw that away. He actually, he transforms his origin story or his beginnings and it changes his future yeah. or his destiny. Um, then we see him go on to, he's planning all of these multi-ethnic churches, Jews and Gentiles together. The gospel blows wide open yeah. and it's not just this Jewish sect anymore but it's for everyone totally, and everyone is being brought into the family of God. And then actually later on in life, God sends them back to Jerusalem to the very place where he was probably, you know, you don't know what people are thinking of, Oh, like Paul's coming back. He was supposed to be, you know, you have those stories, you go back to your hometown and like, you didn't hit your potential. They're like, (laughs) you should have been the, the, the the high priest at this point. You should have been this. And he's the one that goes back and is like, Hey guys, this whole Jesus thing, God, this is for everybody. Yeah. And they go, you know what? You're right. We see what you're doing. We bless what you're doing. Keep doing the work that you're doing. Yeah. So it's cool that where he came from, God sends him back. Yeah. But God opens it up for everyone from that point. And he opens everyone's eyes, which is a cool thing. God's restoring us as, as he restores us. Yeah. A fresh start. We've talked about this. A, a fresh start doesn't erase your past. Yeah. It's just saying, um, it's saying I am going to make new out of your past. Your mm-hmm. past is still a part of your story and God is going to use that. Yes. Even in your fresh start. Yes. Whatever that's going to be. That's great. And, um, and of course this story of, Paul's conversion um, ends with Ananias going, he finds Saul and he says, the Lord who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight, have a fresh start and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It then says instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. I just... That's literally a clear demarcation of a fresh start. Yes. That is literally like... Scales fall off in your eye, you know, off your eyes. Physical if scales sign. are falling off your eyes, that is that is a sign of a fresh. That'll start. wake you up. That'll wake you up. And then he got up and was baptized. So yeah. he literally he took the next step. He did something right away mm-hmm. with his fresh start. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses is Second Corinthians five seventeen around this rebirth, this fresh start. It says um, that we have new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. That anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Yeah. Um, and right there, you, it's, you, you know, you think of that as like, okay, when I got saved, like that's my fresh start. But then it begs the question, what happens if I've meandered a little bit? What if I veered off the path a little bit? What mm-hmm. happens now? Well, God is like, we see with these stories that we just talked about, God is always moving towards us. God yeah. is always moving towards us to give us a fresh start, to restart, to get back on the track. So even if you're saying, if you're thinking to yourself, well, okay, well, did I, mess up this new life that God has given <laughs> sure. me? Did I tarnish it? Did, did I throw it away somehow? No, you haven't. You haven't thrown away. God is continually giving us renewal and fresh start. Um, another cool story in the Bible is with uh, Nicodemus, mm-hmm. who is in, uh, he's a Pharisee in the Sanhedrin, which is like, I don't know what it'd be applicable to today. Maybe like the Senate or the House. Yeah, um, it's another group of... yeah. 
of Jewish leaders. Yeah, yeah Jewish leader. Um, and Nicodemus comes to him in the night, and he's like, "Hey, I've been hearing what you're saying. I, I want to know. I want to know more. Teach me more. Tell me a little bit more." <laughs> he's but he doesn't want like to blow his cover. Sneakly, yeah. He's, sneakly. he's like, he's like mm, in the I'm, shadows. I'm interested. But yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Like, can we talk about this later, away from everyone else? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Jesus says to him in John three five through seven, he says, "I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit." Humans can produce only human life. Obviously, we know that. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. I said, so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. And a little bit of context right before that, Jesus says, well, you got to be born again if you want this. And he's yeah, like, yeah. well, how, how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I can't, I can't. That doesn't. Look not, at this from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biologically, this isn't going to work, Jesus. So <laughs> do you mean something else? And then Jesus tells him that, like, yeah, born of the Spirit, um, this fresh start. Yeah. Yeah, so when you give your life to Christ, literally conversion, that moment of being born again is the fresh start. Like, uh, it it doesn't get fresher than that. Yeah. And it's it's really the central theme of salvation, of, what, of, of why God sent his son to save us, is so that we can have the ultimate fresh start. We go from death to life. Yeah. Um, from this. And what you were talking about before, how we have a, a constant kind of flow of fresh starts that, that you, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not kind of, it doesn't stop there. Is it, 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 it's good to look at, at when you give your life to Christ, that is, that, that is the big fresh start and nothing can change that. You are, you are saved for eternity. That is, that is your ultimate eternal fresh start. But, you get the opportunity, but since we all sin, since we're all sinners, we still constantly need fresh starts. Yeah. We still constantly need to come back to God. We still constantly need um, to have those opportunities, and that's where like something like confession is so vital. It says in in First John one nine, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all un righteousness. So literally anytime that we confess our sins is a fresh start. Yeah. Is literally say, okay, I, I need to wipe that part clean and God will forgive our sins and to cleanse us from the unrighteousness. So I so we are in constant need of mm-hmm. fresh starts. And it kind of gets us into the area that we're gonna be talking about for the next couple of weeks here, which is, you know, we're just starting this new year. We're just starting 2020. So it's a good opportunity for you to think about what are some areas of fresh start that that you might need. We've talked about a couple of them here, but but they're important to hit again. So there's your spiritual area of your life, there's your physical, there's your financial, there's relational, emotional, yeah. vocational. Mm-hmm. There's the all these different areas of our lives that are, you know, it, make up a big, you know, probably the vast majority of your life is, yeah. is out of some of these areas. So it's, so it, it just begs the question of what does fresh starts look like in, in these different areas? Um, Isaiah 43, 18 through 19 says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. 
And I just love that look of God is doing a new thing. Do not dwell on the past. The past, you know, is is the past. It's not going to go away, but God is going to be God can do a new thing yes. in yes. your life. And if if you if you if you invite him into this area, God is going to do a new thing. Um so which leads us to the doable for you know for yeah, this episode. Yeah. Uh which is you know, start thinking about what area of life you need a fresh start in. Yeah. With we're at the new year, we're going into twenty twenty. You might be listening to this, it's already twenty twenty. Um this is a good kind of framework for us that Jason just read, uh, spiritual, physical, financial, relational, emotional, vocational. Sit down, take some time, carve out some time for yourself and your schedule and pray through these things. Say, God, what what do I need a fresh start in spiritually? What about physically, financially, relationally? Do I need a fresh start there? Emotionally, do I need a fresh start? God, what, how do you want to speak into these different areas of my life. And I, I think that God is willing, God's eager and is moving towards us and wants to speak into these areas of our life. So carve out some time for yourself. Think about what area of life you need a fresh start in. Maybe it's one of these, maybe it's, it's all of them. Um, yeah. but it gives us a good framework to go through and think about how am I doing in these areas? Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at each one of these areas. So next week we're going to be talking about what fresh starts might look like with your spiritual um, health and your physical health. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to be talking about why it's important to be moving in those areas yeah. and what fresh starts could look like, how Saddleback can work with you, can partner with you on uh, on growing in those areas. And then we'll do the same thing for financial and relational and emotional and vocational. Um, so, I, so I hope that you um, join us next week and for this month as we look at um, this idea of fresh starts and um, offer some good um, doable discipleship mm-hmm. steps on um, how to take steps towards fresh starts in these areas. Anything else you'd like to say, Miranda? That's it. All right, friends. I think we said it. That's perfect. We love you. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you again next week. See Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>enjoyed this episode consider giving us a rating or a review on itunes if you do you'll help other people find us in the future you can also listen to these episodes on youtube subscribe to the saddleback church youtube channel for these conversations plus lots of video content and if you're already listening to us on youtube subscribe to the doable discipleship podcasts on apple Podcasts or your favorite app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go don't forget to visit saddleback.com doable to check out all our previous episodes And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.